treat people the way you want to be treated. It's simple. I'd like to welcome Dave Delaney to the Productivity is Podcast. Dave, thanks for joining me today, eh? Thanks for having me, <laughs> yeah, hosehead. <laughs> oh, man, when I get Canadians on, it's awesome. Because now we can actually just start talking about hockey and, uh, no. Um, we can talk I'm about a weird one, too. I'm a weird one because I'll be dropping A's and y'alls. Yeah, you're in that. You're, you're in that. And what's interesting is, um, and I've, I've talked to people about this before, is because I've spent so much time now on the West Coast, the accent isn't as pronounced. Like, I mean, when I, growing up in Ontario, you definitely get that nasally kind of the abouts start to show up and things like that. But once you move West, it kind of dissipates a little bit, right? I think East to West, the Canadian accent kind of alters to the point where when you get to the West Coast, um, you, you may, you have to sometimes really pay attention. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we can talk about niceness because Canadians are nice. And the reason I want to have you on the program is to talk about just the, the, the importance of being nice. I mean, I know that this is a productivity podcast and time management and all that stuff. But um, before we start recording, I shared with you some of the stuff I put on my to-do list that I put on there just so I can make sure that I'm being nice. Right. Uh, and I want to talk to you a little bit about when you started your newsletter, which we'll link to in the show notes, um, why did you decide to lean into the idea of niceness? Yeah, it's a good question, actually. I I just started, I started getting disillusioned with how much negativity is online. You know, as a, you know, like you, I'm an early adopter to social media, um, you know, back when it was called new media and, uh, you know, using social networks to, to network nicely and to meet new people and to connect with one another, you know, it was, it was very much that. And then we had like, you know, summer camps to go to, which were basically in the, you know, in the form of like South by Southwest or any of the bar camps or pod camps and so on. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, but these social networks started getting noisy, filled with kind of trolls and just some negative negativity. And I thought, you know, it's time to, to just start focusing on a little more positivity um, and a little, uh, a little niceness. So I've watched the series Ted Lasso. Have you watched it yet on Apple TV? I've, I've watched some of the episodes for sure. Yeah. yeah the beginning. The, as soon as we start thinking about that term nice, I mean, that character to me <laughs> embodies that, you know what I mean? In a lot of ways, maybe to his detriment to a point. Where, yeah. where, if you haven't watched that show, by the way, if you're listening to this, um, which you should be, cause I mean, if not, why are you even, <laughs> what's going on then? Um, uh, but, uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to, uh, to watch the show yet, it's, it's, it's really good. And I know Brene Brown had, uh, Jason Sudeikis and Brendan Hunt on the show, on her show to talk about it. Yeah. She's um, been talking about the show for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's in, she's in love with it. Um, when can is there a line? Is there like, you know, a line between being night, just nice enough, like plenty of nice, as opposed to, um, going overboard with it? Uh, well, I mean, I suppose so, but I don't know what that line really is. Like, I, I think you can be, uh, you know, you can be strategically over nice <laughs> mm -hmm. and I'll give you, I'll give you an example of this. When I was a kid, um, I actually wrote a, actually, it might be my most popular blog post, but I wrote a blog post a long time ago called how to fend off a jerk. 
And so a million years ago, give or take, I worked for a full service gas station and I was a gas attendant or a petroleum exchange engineer, as we like to call ourselves. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and I, I, I got this jerk coming in from time to time with this Porsche and he was like a big, you know, he thought he was a big, big shot or whatever. And he's very rude. And, and anyway, and I would always be steaming, but when I came back into the office after serving him, cause he was just so rude to me and my boss pulled me aside and he's like, Dave, he's like, be nice. I'm like, I know I am nice. I try to be nice. And he's like, no, no, no. The nicer you are in that situation, the, 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 you'll have fun with it. And he can't complain because you can't complain when someone is too nice. And I'm like, what? So he came in again and he was a big jerk like usual. And I'm like, how are you, sir? You know, have a nice day, sir. Thank you very much, sir. And I, and I was like that. And I came in laughing afterwards as, as he kind of left frustrated with the fact that he couldn't piss me off. So it was kind of a win-win all around. You know, I've seen that happen before and having worked in <laughs> Costco for a number of years, whew, did that ever happen? Because there was a sense of entitlement too. like some members of Costco yeah. figure that because they pay their money, they can treat people however they want. And that's just not true. And I mean, even right. on social media, as, as you're talking about, like the, the sense of, um, I, because it's my platform, my page, I can you know, or, or because I'm friends with this person, I can comment on their page and be however I want to be. I don't have to be nice. There's got to be some, some rules of decorum that I think people need to really kind of pay attention to. Right. Right. The number one rule. I mean, this is what I teach my kids all the time and, and like it drives them crazy because I say it so much, but it's treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. It's simple, right? If you want to be treated like a jerk, then you know what to do. But the truth is, is that if you can, if you can treat other people nicely, then, you know, they will in turn, you know, do that for you. And it may not be that person, but you know, well, <laughs> it'll it's work a, it, out. It, well, and it's a habit too. You mentioned, you know, when yeah. you, when you had that, uh, you know, uh, uh, vitriolic, uh, customer and how, when you got done with them, you were like laughing because you, you felt like huh, I, you killed him with niceness. But once yes. you start doing that, like, and it doesn't have to be to that over, over of a level, but right. it becomes part of the fabric of how you operate. And then you just to, I think niceness can lead to happiness, right? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're spreading some sunshine in people's lives and you're actually being a positive person, then it absolutely can come back. And, uh, you know, just, just that example of, of overdoing it in that crazy way, not that I'm suggesting you do that with everyone, but you know, it made me feel better afterwards. And, you know, so he didn't get his way in trying to upset me. And instead quite the opposite happened. And I was actually laughing about it after. So, yeah. So if somebody's trying to adopt that kind of mentality, you know, and, and they're like, you know what, I, and if we're being honest with, with, with each other, like, I mean, there's moments there, you're all going to have moments because we're human. Right. But right. how do you, I mean, how do you make that intention something that is, sticky that you're like, you know what, I I'm going to start operating in a nicer fashion, but I don't, I want to make sure I do that. So how, how can I go about it? Right. Well, I think empathy is the key thing, right? So I think putting yourself in the shoes of the people that you're interacting with, you know, throughout your day. So just thinking about what is going on in their minds, what is going on, you know, um, an example of this would be like, you know, 
actually, it's funny, you know, so I'm from Toronto originally, and I moved to Nashville, Tennessee about 13 years ago. When I first moved from Toronto to Nashville, um, I was at a stoplight and the light turned green and the woman did not move. And as soon as, like, as soon as it turned green, I was blaring my horn. and my wife heather who's from nashville uh but also lived in toronto like elbowed me in the stomach basically and said what are you doing and she read me out i'm like what we don't do that here i'm like what and and sure enough as i pulled up next to the woman um not intentionally but i ended up next to her she looked distraught and upset and i'm like oh my gosh right so now like it's 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 funny now because if i'm at a, a stoplight I'm not saying I won't toot my horn lightly if mm-hmm. they've missed it, but but I give them a second to think like maybe their mind is off. Maybe they're thinking about a stress in their life for a second. You know, like maybe they're thinking of something else and they just didn't realize the light changed. Um, and I think that's a thing, right? Like people are going through difficult times, difficult things, especially in this day and age where all sorts of craziness is happening. It's important to keep that in mind and be empathetic to the person you're you're interacting with. When you think of the word nice, um, I know some people think it's could be a little milk toast, right? Like it's it's yeah. it's it's like the word fine, right? You know, where it's it's I'm fine. Uh, how is that? Oh, that's nice. Um, it's yeah. almost a throwaway. How do you keep it from being a throwaway? Well, to me, it's not like it's not a matter like. The number one thing in in being nice first and foremost is being nice to yourself, right? right. And and sometimes that means pre- standing up for yourself. It, and maybe it won't be a nice situation as a result uh, in a, in a situation where you need to stand up for yourself. Um, so so being nice to yourself is the key thing first and foremost, so that you can be nice to other people. Um, so yeah, I mean that's how I handle it. That's how I think about it. And I mean, let's, let's lean into the area of expertise that you have, because you're a communications expert, right? Like that's where you, mm-hmm. you generally spend a lot of your time, right? Right. So how do you translate nice behavior into nice communication or vice versa? Because I think some people, um, like, is it the cart before the horse situation? Like how, do, how does that work? Because I think there's some people that, you know, they act as if, you know, as opposed to being authentic as if, you know what I mean? So right. how, how do you, how do you navigate that? I think it's just a matter of, and, and, and you're saying in the sense of, of, of dealing with like a, like a client or. Yeah. Or, well, or I think, no, and I think we'll, we'll talk about generalized first. So, you know, I mean, the, yeah. the, the actions of being nice versus the communic how it's communicated. Right. Because I mean, mm-hmm. again, I know you can only control the message you can only control what you're sending out. You can't necessarily control how it's interpreted, but you, you, there should be some ways for you to, like you said, with your, with, with again, back to the gas station story where uh, you, you were so nice that meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make, or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal, it's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it. And that's why plan to eat helps me do it. 
Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. Um, obviously, us hearing this story is like, well, you were clearly being over the top, and that guy probably took it as like, okay, I get it. But he may not have, right? So you can't control that. So how do you... Um, I guess, I guess, like, like I was saying, is is it is it the behavior first, communication second, like, or can it can it work either way? Yeah, I think it it's it can work either way, but I think the way we communicate with one another another is so important. Um, and you know, a, a lot of so some of my background comes from from improv mm-hmm. and, and and using skills from improv to improve the way you communicate, and and that in turn is actually a nice thing. So what happens is like from, so I do a, a, a presentation virtually and in person called the master communicator secret weapon. And in that talk, I reveal that that secret weapon is improv. So shh, don't tell anyone, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the keys and, and, and straight away people are like, Oh gosh. And I'm not suggesting everybody join an improv troupe or, or train an improv or something necessarily. But what I'm saying is, is from that example, like the three key things that you take away from, from improv is not to fear failure is to listen, to actively listen, to listen effectively, you know, and to, and to lead with empathy and to, and acceptance. Right. So, so using skills like that in, in a, in your day to day makes you a nicer communicator as a result of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Totally does. And I've got improv background too. So I totally hear what you're saying in, in terms of, right. that, you know, the, the idea of yes and, and things like that, like acceptance and not block all those rules that you get with improv basically allow you to be a, for lack of a better term, a nice person to be on stage with. Right. Exactly. So yeah, the yes. And thing is a perfect example of this, you know, and it's something that I use in my presentation about that. And, and in my training, when I'm working with a, a company, uh, you know, like the, the story I always share is about um, a company that I worked for where I could, where I pitched an idea for a product when I was asked to do so. And the CEO of the company said, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> and I felt like a big fat zero. <laughs> right. Mm. And I never suggested another idea while I, while I was at that company. Um, what he could have said though, is yes. And let's talk about it after the meeting. So I could find out more about it. Like, you know, I'd like to learn more about what your thoughts are or yes. And let's talk to sales and see if this is, is something our customers are asking for, or yes. And let's talk to customer service and see if this is an issue that we've heard about or, or what have you, but, but having that yes. And sort of mindset you know, that leading with acceptance mindset, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that you accept every, every idea mm-hmm. <laughs> necessarily, yep. right. Cause that would be crazy, but it's, it's, it allows you to be more open-minded and it, when, you know, you're more open-minded with the people that you meet and the people that you interact with day to day, um, you know, the better those experiences become for, for both you and that person. Okay, it's time to take a break from the conversation now to talk about our sponsors. If you've looked at the podcast artwork, you know I wear glasses. 
I need to wear glasses. I won't see very well without them. And if I'm looking to pick up a quality pair of glasses or contacts or anything that I put, you know, on my nose to help me deal better with my eyes, I'm going to do that with Warby Parker. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores, offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and contact lenses. And glasses start at $95, and that includes prescription lenses, sunglasses, progressives, and blue light lenses. They're also all available. And the styles that Warby Parker offers range from extra narrow to extra wide, and they fit all face shapes. In fact, there's an app, and I've got my iPad Pro, so I'm looking at it using the app to figure out what glass style would look best on me. And it works really, really well. We're in the holiday season right now. So in order to get some to try on, it's not as easy to do right now considering where I am. But using the app gives me a great, great chance to see what would look great on my face. And I tell you what Warby Parker has to offer totally does that. And Warby Parker now offers contact lenses. So if I'm wanting to be active, that works for me as well. And it can work for you too. They include their very own daily contact lens called Scout by Warby Parker. Scout is a comfortable, breathable, and affordable daily contact lens. And a 90-day pack is only $55. And in addition to Scout, they also carry a wide variety of other contact lens brands, including AccuView and Biofinity. And if you're into sunglasses, well, they start at $95 and are available with prescription. So just like eyeglasses, their sunglasses are available through the home try-on program. You can also use the app to check them out as well. And Warby Parker sunglasses feature premium polarized lenses that are scratch resistant and provide 100% UV protection. I could go on and on talking about what Warby Parker has and what they can offer you. Now, as a Productivity Podcast listener, you're going to get a chance to try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. You can order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days, and there's no obligation to buy. They ship for free and includes a prepaid return label. You try five pairs of glasses at home for free. Just go to warbyparker.com slash timecrafting. That's Warby Parker, W-A-R-B. Y P A R K E R dot com slash timecrafting and get your five pairs to try at home for free. And as an end of the year treat, you can save 15% when you purchase two or more pairs of Warby Parker prescription eyewear. That includes eyeglasses or sunglasses. Now, this is a limited time offer that ends on December 31st, so you do not want to miss out on that. Let's get those five pairs of glasses for you to try at home for free. Again, go to warbyparker.com slash timecrafting. Give that a go today. Your eyes and your wallet will thank you for it. The winter blues are a thing. You know, this is the time of year where the weather's kind of blah. And maybe you're feeling kind of exhausted, overwhelmed. 2020 hasn't exactly been the kindest year to a lot of people, myself included. And you need some help. Well, BetterHelp is an ideal place for you to go to get that help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you can do this, have your sessions in a safe and private online environment, which your own home. It's so incredibly convenient. And you can start communicating with this matched licensed professional therapist in this in, in under 48 hours. I, I've used BetterHelp for quite some time. I'm incredibly, incredibly happy with it. And and here's the thing. If you decide that maybe the schedule of the person they've matched you up with isn't really going to work, well, you know, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. And sometimes it's a scheduling thing. Well, they make it really easy and free 
to change counselors if needed. You get timely and thoughtful responses from your licensed professional therapist. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and you can send a message to your counselor at any time. Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. So if you are feeling depressed, stressed out, you've got anxiety, you're having difficulty sleeping, you're having some anger management issues, maybe some grief, some self-esteem problems that you want to get resolved, BetterHelp can help you with that. Anything that you share is confidential. It's convenient. It's professional. It's affordable. It's BetterHelp. And I want you to give BetterHelp a try. So here's what you can do. Start living a happier life today by putting BetterHelp through the paces for yourself. As a Productivity is Podcast listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash timecrafting. So again, Visit our sponsor, betterhelp.com slash timecrafting and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health today. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash timecrafting. Do it for yourself. Do it today. Get better help today. Let's say you get a new MacBook under the tree this holiday season, or you've already got one, or you've got one that's on order, or you like my wife who already has one. And, and, you know, you're like, I want to put the best apps on this thing, the apps that are going to make this thing sing and make me more productive. Well, honestly, the best way to discover new quality apps talked about it before. I won't stop talking about it. Setapp. It's a subscription for Mac apps. You're going to get all the tools you need to be successful and productive with Setapp. Setapp packs over 200 high quality apps into one. You know, there's an app for almost any task so you can stay in your flow and finish what you started. Productivity is all not just about starting, it's about finishing. Setup's going to help you do that. Setup has a dedicated curation team that only selects the highest quality apps. So you know you're getting the goods with Setup. You don't have to search for the best tools anymore because they're already there inside of Setup. And, and it's a great value. Instead of paying thousands of dollars for separate licenses, there's just one flat monthly fee. And remember, the value isn't just on dollars alone. It's time spent. You're not going to be searching for things. You're going to be able to go into Setup and find the apps that you enjoy using uh, that are going to fill the needs that you have on your MacBook, on your iMac. And there are some crossovers now to iPhones and iPads. So there's support for iOS companion apps like Ulysses, which is what I use for writing, to do, Tasky. There's so many already there and there are new apps added to set up regularly. Updates are free and all the apps are full featured pro versions. So what are you waiting for? Head over to setapp.com to try setapp free for a week. And if you like setapp, plans start at just $9.99 a month. That's a no-brainer. Use setapp for as long as it's useful. And that's going to be a long time because I'm using setapp now and I can guarantee you you're going to find something plenty of things, lots of things inside of setup that's going to be useful for you. So head over to setup.com. That's S-E-T-A-P-P.com. Give it a try for a week and then up the ante and get that $9.99 per month uh, subscription. You will not regret it. Give setup a go. It literally is the antidote for your app searching needs on your Mac. Give setup a try today. You know, people kind of rail on social media. I don't. I think social media is a fantastic tool as long as you use it deliberately. And one of the things I like to use social media for, for my business, is to sell things. I want people to know what I'm doing. I want to do some digital marketing, but I'm not that great at it. And I also don't have a lot of time to get great at it. That's why I'm glad I have Otis in my corner. 
Meet Otis. Otis is a digital marketing assistant and Otis will help you target, optimize, and measure campaigns for entrepreneurs like you and small business owners like me or like you. You can acquire new customers that will love your business for all from an easy to use app. And that's the key, it's easy to use. You can create Facebook, Instagram, and Google ads all from the Otis app, I love that. And Otis's AI technology intuitively optimizes your daily budget to whichever platform is performing best so you're not gonna watch your money go out the window without it going to the right places that you need it to go to. That's really important, especially if you're not well-versed in the digital marketing space. Using the data that's already available to you, Otis will analyze your existing customers to retarget and find other people like them to target your ads to. So it's going to do some of that work for you, work that I don't really want to do, and I'm sure you don't either. You can manage and track all your results in real time from the Otis app, and Otis users see results for as little as $10 a day. That's... That's amazing. So I want you to get started with Otis today. Otis is offering Productivity as Podcast listeners a 14-day free trial plus $50 in ad credit. But you have to go to meetotis.com slash timecrafting to take advantage of this offer. That's meetotis.com slash timecrafting, M-E-E-T-O-T-I-S.com slash timecrafting to get your 14-day free trial plus a $50 credit to get started. So again, M-E-E-T-O-T-I-S dot com slash timecrafting. That's meetotis.com slash timecrafting. Get your digital marketing and gear with some great automation from Otis today. And now let's get back to my conversation with Dave Delaney here on the Productivityist podcast. You and I are both comedy fans. And as we're talking about this, especially when we go back to the social media piece, I'm, I'm uh, thinking of the quote from Pat Oswald, uh, you know, who basically said, I'm paraphrasing here, but we don't have to agree or sorry, we don't have to respect your opinion. We just have to acknowledge it. And (laughs) I think that that is a really interesting take on a form of being nice, you know, where it's, it's as close. Like, do you think that, that, that a comment like that? So for example, and, and we'll use this, we are recording this just be in the interest of, of transparency. We're recording this on the day that the U.S. Uh, citizens, U.S. citizens are going to the polls, like live, like you know, November third, twenty twenty, and there's obviously been a lot of vitriol online from both sides, right? You know, I mean, there's been there, you know, and um, that quote from Oswald, who to me really resonates because I think it 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 creates a nice edge for people, no matter what side of the fence they're on, right. to to kind of sit on if they're going to sit on a fence. Um, but it also gives them permission to kind of say, okay, I'm going to go, um, no matter what side I'm on, um, I'm willing to, um, I'm willing to, you know, like I said, acknowledge what you're thinking, but I don't have to respect it. Is that to me, that's a form of niceness. What, what do you think? Because I, I don't, I think some people would say, no, 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 he's being, he's being a, uh, some people say, oh, he's being a jerk. You know, like he's, I mean, unless you respect the opinion, then it's, you're not being nice, which I don't think is the case. Right. And that gets back to the idea of empathy, right? Right. Of of thinking, okay, this person that I'm communicating with, uh, or maybe attempting to communicate with feels a completely different way, or maybe they, they are voting for the opposite, uh, presidential candidate. Um, and, and, (laughs) you know, if, if, when you, 
you, you have to think about like where they're coming from. It doesn't mean again, it doesn't like there are legitimate jerks. There's legitimate racists. There's mm-hmm. legitimate homophobes and every other type of jerk under the sun. But these people have, have adopted this sort of, this sort of thinking from somewhere. Right. right? It didn't. Right. So it, and it's a matter of being, of treating people with kindness and, and accepting, you know, accepting what they're, where they're coming from, not accepting their viewpoint necessarily, but thinking at least considering where they're coming from with this. Maybe they feel a certain way uh, for, for some reason, you know? Um, And, and so, yeah, it's, it, it doesn't mean that you have to agree with everyone, you know, God forbid. (laughs) Or, or, or get, or, or to a point get so bent out of shape that reason gets tossed at the window. Absolutely. And especially, you know, you mentioned online with social media. I mean, you're not going to change minds on social. No. Right. You can have a conversation. I always say, if you want to talk with me about politics or religion, let's go get a beer. Right. Right. <laughs> or non non-alcoholic beer. I'm off the piss as they, as, as, <laughs> as, as it were. Um, but you know, because, and every once in a while I'll slip up and say something online, but nine times out of 10, I avoid it. Uh, just because yeah, you're not, changing minds and, and, you know, algorithms make sure of that. Right. And what's interesting further to that is even if you post something without the intention of changing minds. So if you were to say, here's how I stand, but by virtue of posting, which I don't think is wrong or uh, wrong or right or whatever it's, it's, I mean, that's the whole point. It's your platform. You should be doing what you want to do with it. But the, you cannot control what the interpretation of your posting is. You cannot say by posting this, um, you don't, I mean, the, the person on the next person can't comment on it. I mean, you could, I guess you could turn off comments, but the point is, is that, um, it, you, you only have control over the way you behave. And if you behave in a nice manner, then you're, you're taking the high ground in so many ways. Right. And you're touching on a point too, about also how, what you say can be misunderstood. Right. Right. So, um, and an example of this is I, I worked for a company years ago and I was, I was, we worked in this open concept, open office concept. Now, of course, being from Canada and living and, and working in the U S um, I worked for this company. And so it was an open office. There was some confusion about a project that I was kind of leading up and, or project, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I turned that on. I turned that on and off. No, it's project. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, project, project. Um, and so I wrote this email and, and broke it down very clearly, very concisely, like bullets, like here are the key things you need to know about this, this project, project. And, you know, bum, bum, bum. And I reread it, proofread it over and over again. And I, was th- I was thinking, okay, this email is perfect. Like everybody's going to be on the same page. Everyone's going to understand. And it was perfect. And just as I was signing, and as I was signing off on the email, I wrote, and Bob's your uncle, Dave. Right. And I sent the email and I started kind of, you know, I was all proud and I was looking around the room while everybody's heads are, you know, hidden behind their computers kind of working. And, uh, I felt so great that everybody was on the same page. And then one of the women I worked with lifts her head up. And I noticed like other heads kind of moving, kind of looking a little confused. And finally, this guy that I worked with shouts, who's Bob? 
<laughs> and as it turns out, uh, for your for many of your listeners, Bob's your uncle is very much a, a British saying that was adopted by Canadians, and yep. uh, most Americans are not familiar. Right. And so I ended up confusing everybody by the language I chose signing off on that email. So it's so important to c consider that in, in how you communicate with people, you know, maybe refraining from using like slang or, emo or emojis or what have you, or use emojis to help. But yeah, it's, it's important to make sure that if you want to come off nicely, uh, you communicate nicely. And, and I had Andrew Tarvin on the program before yeah. to talk about it. So Andrew, uh, we'll link to that in the show notes as well. So that way, mm. what I love about, um, and again, that's perspective, right? There's different perspectives of what nice is. And right. that's probably why when someone says, oh, that's nice. Um, people go, you know, you will get people go, well, what do you mean? You know, you'll get that like, huh? Like there's, there's this maybe some insecurity wrapped around it as opposed to validation. So again, same thing with the word fine. Um, I yeah. mean, if your newsletter was called the fine maker, I'd be like, oh, is he making fine things? Or is he just like, yeah, this is okay. <laughs> right. So yeah, right, right. So, so yeah, my, my newsletter, nice maker, uh, 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 is all about like, like make, like trying to make people nicer, but then also like learning these, these ideas. Right. So, and then I have this whole nice methodology that I use when I'm training companies, when I'm working with teams or, or with organizational leaders, you know, how to improve the way they communicate by doing it naturally, intentionally, cost-effectively and effortlessly. And that's that nice sort of uh, methodology that I use. Well, and everybody here who's listening to this podcast, that's listened to my work for a while, knows how much I like frameworks because frameworks foster freedom, right? So it gives them, yeah. and the thing about what your framework does is it's got flexibility built, built into it and it's got personality built into it. And I think that's key, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before I let you go, um, I just want to touch on a, a couple of more quick, quick things. So yeah. if, if someone is struggling with being nice, they're maybe um, in a situation where they just don't see um, positivity as much as, as they should or as much as they can. Um, and and it, it, it seems rather dreary. Maybe they're not happy in the job that they have. Maybe they feel overwhelmed because they've got too many things that, they, that they're doing that they're not enjoying. What's, what can they do to kind of um, rekindle that niceness fire that, that they so, so desperately or, or, or so, so, so dramatically need? Well, first of all, if you are feeling that way, um, you know, reach out to me. You know, Dave Delaney dot me drop by the website, give me a call, email me, tweet me. I'm more than happy to chat with you. Um, you know, all my conversations with, with folks are confidential. So I'm not, you know, and I'm not trying to sell you something or anything like that. Let's just have a quick conversation. I might be able to help, uh, you work on, you know, on whatever that issue is, whatever's going on. Um, I, you know, without, without knowing what is, where this point is coming from. I mean, it's, it's key for me to be able to have a conversation with someone. Um, and so, you know, if you need a nice ear, <laughs> um, reach out to me, I, I'm more than happy to help. And finally, um, the last part of your newsletter is musical, right? So right. Yeah. What role do you think music plays in creating a nice, atmosphere or a nice environment for someone? Oh, that's a great question. And it's interesting to, um, so the nice maker.co, by the way, for you guys to check out, if you like, um, 
uh, yeah, each, each newsletter, each edition, I end with a, with a YouTube video of a song that I, that I find is nice for some reason. Uh, <laughs> and you know, I, I, I would, you would be hard pressed to find anyone who does not like music. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, the, and my musical tastes are quite varied. Yeah. You, you've uh, got like an a, eclectic mix going on. Definitely. Yeah. So, and, and so I like to, you know, it's every once in a while I'll include a song, uh, in the newsletter, sometimes it's a, a song that everybody knows. Most of the time, it's something you've never heard before or you wouldn't know. And it's so often I get e I get replies to my newsletter saying, "Oh my gosh, this song is so crazy! It's great!" Or, "Or oh, I haven't heard that in so long." Um, so if it can conjure up some good feelings, um, I try to keep the music uh, positive uh, whenever possible. One thing about the newsletter is I I've, I'm often tempted to give that music, give that song I share some context, like why I chose that song, what brought that song to my mind when I, when I, you know, was putting the, the, together the newsletter, but decided to leave it as is and not explain why I chose that particular song. Um, I haven't had any, anyone actually hit reply to my newsletter and ask me why I chose that song. Um, and maybe I would tell them um, if, if they asked. But I think, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of greatness in music. And if, if some music can change your mood to something a little more positive, then, Hey, let's do it. Dave, this has been a great conversation. I want to thank you so much for joining me today on the program. Where can people keep up with you and your work and learn more about you? Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Uh, just drop by davedelaney.me. Uh, you, you'll find me there or davedelaneyspeaks.com is another, uh, another place you can find me. Awesome, Dave. Thanks again for joining me today on the Productivity Podcast. Thanks, Mike.